You have arrived. You have now entered the Kush Life. Welcome to the Kush Life podcast, where we explore the Oklahoma medical marijuana community. From growers to dispensary owners, it's the Kush Life for us. Hi, welcome to the Kush Life podcast. My name is Marshall Hill. I'm your guide as we journey through OMMA. And Katie, <laughs> it is cold. So cold. It's so cold. But we're here at the back of the Kush dispensary where it's nice and warm. We're not going to go outside. We're going to enjoy some moods. Carts, carts today, huh? Yep, carts are convenient, and you get to smoke them inside oh. a lot of places. Indeed. One place they can smoke them inside is this weekend. At the bazaar, yes, you can smoke carts inside the bazaar. Right. So come to the bazaar with your carts. You're going to be at the bazaar? Of course. Hell yeah. What are you going to do? Um, I'm going to be talking about psychedelic water, talking about Kush, doing the Kush Live podcast, Ooh. talking to Dr. Pepper Hernandez for sure. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm bringing a Dr. Pepper. That's all I know. You're bringing a Dr. Pepper? And I got to talk to her at 10, 2, and 4. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> she's going to love those <laughs> jokes. Those dad jokes. She's <laughs> they, she is going to love them. <laughs> she's never heard any of them. Ever. ever, <laughs> and ever. Is that the amount of flavors <laughs> in the Dr. Pepper? No, they used to have an advertisement that you would drink Dr. Pepper at 10, 2, and 4. Uh, yeah. How many flavors are in a Dr. Pepper? 32? 23. 23. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to say more. But can you name them? Oh, yeah. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> They're secret. Aren't uh, they secret? I don't know. Pretty sure it says it on the can. It says all 23? It oh, should, right. legally. <laughs> <laughs> they should have full disclosure, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not vegan. No. That's true. It's definitely not vegan. <laughs> Lots of gluten. Oh, my gosh. Are you a no-gluten guy? Nope. Well, too many munchies. I was going to say, you got too many munchies to have gluten stuff. Or are you calling me fat? <laughs> <laughs> no, but right, like at every end of episode, it's Chris has got the munchies. Yeah, he likes. Yeah, because you guys make me smoke weed, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a lot of fun. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, indeed, it is. All right, we're vaping weed today, huh? Yeah, we're talking about carts, talking about moods carts, which are premium carts with added herbs. Not just cannabis. That's why we like them. They are specific to indica, sativa. They have new yeah. products coming out, which we're excited about. Pain relief. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Uh, night when I had it last time, uh, took it home. Uh, Rob had given me some. Really, really enjoyed it. I sent him a couple messages. Nice. Uh, really, really liked it. So. With the relief, I'm excited about it because we were already talking. But before we get into it, man, introduce yourself. Yeah. Uh, my name's Steve, Steve Allen. I'm Oklahoma native, grew up in Tulsa, went to OU. I graduated college in 06 and literally packed my shit, drove overnight to Breckenridge, Colorado. I just want to be a ski bomb. So went to Breckenridge, skied for about a year, 150 days that year, then after that, I didn't know what I was going to do, so I became a whitewater river guide, lived, lived on a hippie commune all summer, just whitewater rafting every day. Then, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's a thing, I guess, right? Like, you're a ski instructor during the cold, and then you go to whitewater yeah. rafting. and the Totally the- seasonal. Mm-hmm. And then you've got mud season in the spring when all the snow's melting, and then you've got 
then you've got down season, which is, you know, November-ish before the mountain opens. So those are the times we all go travel. Okay. How, what's that life like being one of those people? Like, I've always been curious, right? It's because never Neverland. Oh, so we go up to Colorado once a year, basically. Right. You know, but sometimes, which we, I think we talked last time when you dialed in remotely, we talked about some different fun trips that I've taken to Denver. Uh-huh. Uh, those are always interesting. But, uh, well, you know, we're mostly just a Colorado once a year, but you see the people and you're always like, I wonder what life would be like. That's exactly what happened to me because I grew up here going on vacation to Colorado and I'd end up there and I'd be looking at the same people going, yeah. damn, I want to do that. That yeah. looks so cool. Seems like a lot of fun. Yeah. And I grew up mountain biking, you know, riding Turkey and I rode Tour to Dirt series here oh, cool. in college. Do you, do you still ride? To, have you been back up to Turkey since you moved in? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I bought a house right over here in Midtown, so I, I ride straight to Turkey and go ride every day. Oh, yeah. oh every day? I mean, I ride two, three hundred miles a week. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. I just got back from the Pacific Northwest. I was riding with a bunch of Kona pros out there. Uh, how's, our, how's our great <laughs> Turkey Mountain? It's good, but I hear all the rad trails are out at Claremore now. That's the new that's the new mountain bike trails out there. So they built a bunch of trails. Apparently, it's really rad. And I think over there's some over in Arkansas, right? Oh my God, Benville. some really good Benville. Yeah. Benville's blowing up. Yeah, yeah, all so these guys that ride for Kona. I mean, they've got a bunch of sponsors, but Kona's their primary ride, and they all do the van life. So they travel around to mountain bike races, live out of the vans. Right? They're based in Oakland, uh, Oakland, California, and Buena Vista, Colorado. And they all, on cross-country road trips, now go through Bentonville, Arkansas, because it's, like, one of the raddest places to ride in the nation now. Thanks to Walmart, Walmart. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Walmart There's one thing we can up. say thanks to Walmart. Thanks, Mr. Walton. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah, a big mountain biker. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. Something tells me that dude ain't mountain biking much. <laughs> I mean, they did, I think. I assume. I and so. I, Bentonville, like, has... Um, they have a couple like art museums and a lot of like waterfalls and I feel like it's really rocky, which I guess yes, mountain biking and yeah, it makes sense. It's pretty beautiful out there. People yeah. it's under yeah. People don't realize how beautiful it is out there. And Arkansas has preserved a lot of nature. Yeah, yeah Arkansas is gorgeous overall. Mm-hmm. I actually did this is a random story, but I did uh commercials for Collier's drug stores when I was in college. Uh, which is like their version of Walgreens, a little regional thing. Mm-hmm. So I went over there and they but still... But down in Norman? No, it was in Fayetteville, Bentonville, all oh. over Arkansas. Yeah. What? I thought you said you went to OU. I did. Oh, okay. I My did. I, I just got hired to do commercials for them, and they still play, apparently, over there all the time. I get texts from my friends, I just saw you on TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay, now I follow it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a side gig. Yeah, yeah, little side gig. Yeah, I thought I was going to be a big time actor, you know. <laughs> Turns out I have no fucking talent. Oh, wow. <laughs> so walk us back through. Uh, uh, did did we ask all the great questions when you were? I'll kind of let me give like a you know the whole history of my experience in the cannabis industry. Yeah. Um, so. Kind of starting, I lived in Thailand for a couple of years and was, yeah, we talked about this, I think, yeah. That's right, that was cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and, now I'm putting it together. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. cool, yeah. Um, and it was... It takes Marshall a little bit. Yeah, does, okay, he's, he's catching <laughs> yeah. up, good, I hey, can see it. Listen, but I was on the front of the short bus, 
at least. That's all I gotta say. I usually had a good Does that even count? Uh-huh. Front, back. <laughs> of course it does. If you're on the front, you're just... The okay. back's the most fun. Well, that's why you gotta be on the front of the short bus, though, because the back of the short bus, you don't want to be in that kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about it. Yeah, the I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I came back from Thailand, and I've been an entrepreneur entrepreneur since I was in, I don't know, I guess high school, man. I got suspended for 45 days for making t-shirts for Senior Skip Day, and they didn't <laughs> like me un- using the Union High School logo with association of beer pouring in the U, so they didn't mm-hmm. like that at all. So, what year was that? Uh, 299. That was my senior year yeah. in high school, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So that's frowned upon. It, a little bit, yeah. yeah. Now I know about trademark law and all those things, so yeah, I get it. I get it. Makes sense. <laughs> you think um, they were really concerned about their trademark? School <laughs> and alcohol. Yeah, then going forward, like you guys know the pedicab companies, the bicycle taxis downtown. Yeah. Yeah, so I started those here in Tulsa. Um, oh, what's that? They're like big tricycles that we carry, you know, people around in the back of. Like, oh, we'll like carry it. Out, yeah, if you come yeah. out of BOK or something. Exactly. BOK, yeah, One Oak Field, all those things. Yeah, I brought all those cabs to downtown and we, you know, sold ad space on the cabs and stuff. I'm a big cyclist, so for me, it was just fun to get out and ride, you know. Do so those guys do pretty well? You'd be surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be surprised. I mean, <laughs> it. We, we knew the events like that made money, work. you know. Like, if you went down to, and I don't want to disparage any events because they're all great more events barrier right but the ones the free fireworks show they have on river parks my guys go down and they ride for that but the river parks you know parking used to be at 41st so it was a good two three mile ride Mm -hmm. you know and that's one way and they would go and then they just somebody would grab like some change out of their cup holder and give them some change it's like that's not that's mm-hmm. not cool, guys. Yeah. You know, so BOK shows did pretty well. Yeah. But if you think, I mean, you don't notice it. So you're in a big tricycle with four or 500 pounds in the back of it. How hilly downtown is. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's sitting up on a big hill. Anywhere oh, you want to go Chris in the middle. Chris has had me yeah. ride without, a four, without people pulling <laughs> and it's hilly. Well, and I, I did that McNally's pub run when I used to run. Uh-huh. And, yeah, that caught up real quick. <laughs> You're right. Like, yeah. I did was not ex- – I thought it was going to be an easy – no. Like, yeah. we were up and down hills all the time. Totally, yeah. People don't really think about it. Um, so, yeah, moving forward, I – you know, I've traveled a lot in my life. I've lived in 13 countries. I just kind of have started companies, and then I'll sell them, and then I'll go travel for a while and come back and figure out what I'm going to do and do it all over again. So – I uh, got back from Thailand, and cannabis is the hot thing, you know, and I have, you know, lots of ideas, so I jumped into the cannabis industry. Wow, did I make a bunch of naive mistakes. It was total amateur hour. I mean, we we did everything from cultivation, we did solventless extraction, making live rolls and bubble hashes, all that fun stuff. Um, we had a CO2 extraction facility that we were doing vapes out of, and that was the only smart thing we did. Um, everything else we did was just, I mean... People think you get into the cannabis industry and it's going to be like this glamorous, oh, you know, I'm a weed guy, mm-hmm. all this stuff. But people don't realize cultivation is farming. It's I mean, hard. it's farming. It's hot <laughs> yes. and sticky. You're covered in plant matter and soil. And Bugs. I mean, it's not glamorous. Dirt. Yeah. yeah. Totally. So, yeah, it was. Um, plants. It was Stinks. basically an expensive yeah. education, is what <laughs> yeah. it was. The whole time. It just making, making. You know, very little money, throwing money at problems that didn't exist, you know. But the cool thing is, learn the biz. You know, I learned how to be a scalpel in the industry. And I had this concept, Moods. Um, at that time, it didn't have a name. 
it was mixing herbal extracts with weed in a vape. I mean, you've seen other companies do it in an edible. You know, there's new there's companies that I think are very cool companies that are mixing um, extracts from mushrooms in va- in uh, edibles, right? It's like reishi mushrooms mm-hmm. and lion's mane, that fun stuff, and they'll mix it in an edible. But nobody had mixed herbal extracts in a vape. So we're the first and only in the world to do this in a vape. So we have nighttime, which has got passion flower and chamomile. We also add CBN in there. So those minor cannabinoids make a big effect. I don't know if you guys have ever tried CBN pills, but they're amazing. Um, I love I've done the CBN. powder. Have you? Yeah, yeah, powder CBN. It's fantastic. It exists in such minute quantities in nature that it's very hard to find a, uh, a flower that comes with a good amount of CBN in it. You know, anybody listen to this podcast, if you have flour that has high concentrations of CBN, please get in touch with me because I'd like to extract it. Um, but we also have a daytime product that's got B12 and ginseng. We put CBG in that. I personally love CBG. I think it's a great. I buy CBG flour, just hemp, that it gives you like that bubbly kind of giggly high, you know. I remember the first time I ever smoked weed. It was in high school. One of the older wrestlers invited me over and gave me a bong rip. And I rolled on the floor laughing like I have never laughed in my entire life. Did, did we ask that last time? I think we talked about that. Did maybe. We? Yeah, I think we talked about Your first that. time to smoke? Yeah, yeah. Allegedly it happened in high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Then our nighttime product. We talked about that. It's got CBN. But now we have our new pain relief product. Very proud of this one. Um, Kind of my deal is there's three things that people come into a dispensary asking about, right? They come in wanting something to perk them up, you know, get them happy during the day, get them engaged in work or whatever they're doing, creativity, you know, they're a painter, you know, they want something to engage them in whatever activity they're doing. For me, excuse me. I'm big. They're feeding me these seltzers, and I got burps. <laughs> Apologize. That's okay. Katie's fault. <laughs> it's totally Katie's fault. Um, but I'm a big canathlete. I I like to hit the daytime vape on the bike. A canathlete. Canathlete, yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I like it. What two words does yeah. that put together? Well, I come to you uh, when I was down over there. I think it meant like I was like a cannabis athlete. I think that's is right. what you're saying. Eh? That's right. So, can athlete on the bike? I mean, it just helps with pain so much. But this pain relief product, we have turmeric and boswellia in it. So, turmeric. We were just talking about this. Cucurmin, the main ingredient in turmeric, it's pretty popular now as an anti-inflammatory. Boswellia is an herb that works synergistically with turmeric. So that cucurmin and boswellia act together and kind of creates a one plus one equals more than two effect. So we put these two herbs in there as anti-inflammatory, anti-pain. We've got all our products contain the distillate line. We have all custom blended terpenes to lend to the effects. So this one's going to be really high in carifeline, humulene, myrcene. Um, they, they happen to be a lot of those terpenes that have the kind of piney eucalyptus kind of flavor. So if you're into that kind of flavor profile, this is the cart for you. Or if you just generally have pain, this one's a really good one. It, it that's, has why, that, that's why I'm excited. I it, mean, when I, saw, when I saw the turmeric on there, I already started asking, oh, so you did t- oh, turmeric. Like, I just started doing turmeric. It, is it? Well, you know, like we talked about, I've, I've liked to cook with it. You sure, rice absolutely, yeah. Chicken, uh, turmeric and chicken I like, but... Definitely. I just started taking the little the little pills of it, um, you know, just because I was told, hey, 
it's really good. It's the, the natural thing to use for inflammation. Right. It is fantastic. It's becoming... It's becoming popular, <laughs> right? Testing labs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very popular. Yeah, it's become a popular thing, man. And we also put CBD in this one. And, you know, the, the terpenes are really big for me. That entourage effect you get, you know, THC is important. But I, I think we're seeing a lot of the patients coming in now that are looking for a rich terpene profile that know that there's more to weed than just THC, right? We educate that here. Yeah, it's so important. Yeah, I yeah. noticed you guys do a great job of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's all Katie, right? It's the Benton yeah. News. Oh, I thought we meant on the podcast. I was going to cue oh. the music, and we are going straight into Terpene Talk, but oh, no. there's no Terpene Talk today. <laughs> <laughs> no Terpene Talk. Do no. you have any labs on these? I don't have them pulled. Do you have labs on the Moods cards, right? yeah. Yeah, but we can talk about it. But mm-hmm. Chris, I think you were meaning here at the dispensary. You know, the, you guys really practice heavily on the education of it. Yeah, absolutely. Between the THC terpenes, you know, like our flower we have out there. If we have something that's sixteen percent THC, it's gonna be like four and a half percent terpenes, like super high. That's why we buy lower THC flower to get the higher terpenes. Absolutely. And that's really what's so important about weed, right? Is that a lot of our patients coming in in the beginning, we're looking for that 30% THC flower, right? You know, mm-hmm. now they're coming in asking for, well, what I like to do though, if somebody comes in asking for that high THC, I'll grab, um, you know, the four flowers that I think smell the best. And one of them will be the high THC one. And I'll say, smell these, tell me which one you would prefer. And they never go for the high THC one. They always go for the one with the richest terpene profile because those are all the flavor profiles. I always right? pick the lowest THC. If, if I'm doing a blind taste test yeah. or smell test, I pick the one that's the lowest THC every time. Absolutely. Every time. Because then it's on the nose. It's got a lot more to it. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Is that what it is? Like the terpenes really help that flavor profile? Well, That's um, what terpenes are. Yeah. Like yeah. it, but it's they the, are the smell flavor. of it and everything. Mm-hmm. It's also um aging process. Like when flour is first harvested, it's higher in terpenes and lower in THC. And as it cures, the terpenes will drop and the THC will rise. And so it also depends on where it is in that cure process as well. But so if you like because we're here like smelling flour every day you can open the same jar and every day it smells different. Definitely in the morning, the jars smell the best. I love morning jar smells. But yeah, it's interesting to like smell a strain change over a week's time because they they do. And so when you take them home, I mean... Like for instance, there's one, uh, Chihuahua. I like Chihuahua. So in the morning, it smells like coffee. Then afternoon ends up smelling like chocolate. Yeah, it also has to do with the humidity in the air. And so um, as the day progresses, as the sun rises and it gets drier throughout the day. The weed's um, alive. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It is alive. Changes. But, yeah. So we also, we just launched our full spectrum line as well. And I, I just want to make a note, but go ahead. Are these... These are our distillate cartridges that I brought you guys today. We wanted to restock you guys up with these. Um, our full spectrum line 
I mean, they are just flying off the shelf. It is so hard. We're doing small batch, right? We only do, I mean, technically they're live resin because we only do fresh frozen nug runs. I mean, we don't buy trim. We buy nugs, and we extract it. So they're small batch. They are incredibly flavorful and just that rich native terpene profile that you want. And, I mean, you instantly hit it, and you're like, oh, damn, that's weed. You know, mm-hmm. it's got that, you know, weed flavor, you know, and it's just the closest thing you can get to like a rich dab. I mean, they're dab carts, right? So I love in Colorado, they just are starting. Right. Now, yeah. Now you're talking my language. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> when do you get these in, Katie? I know they've been, they've been waiting for so long. Way to call us out. Yeah, I know. I know. So we've had a couple small runs that we've done of them. Um, they came out and then. Every time I go in there to grab some and deliver them to Kush, the sales guys always rip them out and take them. I, they're never on the shelf in there. Yeah. I just can't keep them in stock. I keep trying. I know, and I'm sorry, <laughs> guys. I feel like a jerk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually went in the inventory room today to see if there were any that I could bring you guys, and there were none in there. But we, hot, I hot, Big them. surprise. Yeah. Big surprise. <laughs> I know. I feel like I didn't get the love for these guys. But uh, we will absolutely get those to you. As soon as we can. We're actually doing a big run right now of all three. And that's, you know, I will say it, our products, they're different in that, you know, typically you can take uh, an extracted oil, you know, and that one bulk extract can be used over multiple products. But because we're putting the herbal extracts in, it starts from the hop, right? So we actually extract the herbs and the flower together in the beginning of the extraction. So then we come out and have to make, you know, each product has its own unique oil that goes into the cart. Okay. So our extraction process is pretty unique. My business partner is a chemical engineer, and we've done business together in multiple industries for 15 years. And I came in uh, to this. Man, I'm not a lab guy. I know nothing about stuff in the lab, you know, maybe just enough to be dangerous. All I know is every time I'm in there, I break shit. (laughs) That's all I know. So they nerd out in the lab and come up with all my formulas um and what we've done with the full spec carts i think you know i don't want to jinx it i got my fingers crossed right now but i think we are going to be in the running for a canvas cup this year i think it's that damn good yeah it's big words it is i know (laughs) don't let it jinx me i mean it's 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 well they're gonna they're gonna say it's gonna be here then they'll just cancel it <laughs> yeah, right. Well, yeah. I mean, do you think that's the biggest um cannabis competition in the state right now? Like is that the one you want? I mean, that or a Cowboy Cup? Yeah, cuz I yeah. was going to say Cowboy Cup or Harvest Fest. Harvest Fest, that's a good one. Yeah. Harvest Fest is like the um more local and then I feel like Cowboy Cup is really trying to fight high times for the to be the Oklahoma competition. Okay, so that's what I was saying. Which is like, but, which is but high the- times is high times. I mean, you can't say it's not. Exactly. And it's nationwide. But, I mean, it's kind of every state has their cannabis cup, right? But they really have soured their name here, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I mean, you that. can't like deny that. Which is like become like the pinnacle to award to win. Which one? That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Yeah, can- cannabis I mean, cup. Yeah. Cannabis like, Cup is the one everyone wants to win. I would think Cannabis Cup, yeah. Because High Times Magazine. Right. But here locally, I feel like it's more Cowboy Cup or Harvest Fest. Cowboy Cup gains a lot of street cred, for sure. Yeah. But. Okay, now. 
Yeah, short bus, remember? So, <laughs> so cannabis cup. But the front of the short bus. Yeah, the front yeah, of the short bus. Yeah, I think that's worse. <laughs> that's what he was a nerd on the short bus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> How does that even happen? It's Marshall. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to give myself some credit, man. You're yeah, trying. thrown under the bus twice today. I know, twice. got thrown under the cush bus. Twice, and then the short bus. Uh-huh. Well, it was a little one. Yeah, it was the little. It was, it was the, the little cush bus. Was the little cush bus. Yeah. I actually sidebar. I actually bought a short bus in Wisconsin and lived out of it for about six months. Yeah, it was all kind of built out like a tiny home inside, and that was one of my seasons raft guiding. I actually lived out of this short bus on a hippie commune, and totally normal for a dreadlocked guy to ride up on a bike wearing nothing but a headlamp. And he'd sit down and just offer you a bag of mushrooms, and we would just hang out all night around the fire. It was a blast. Totally Mm -hmm. normal, like six days a week, or I mean, what does that mean? totally yeah. normal i mean it yeah every day pretty every much. day yeah i mean if some you naked guy it, just riding up naked, on his bike yeah his name was steve <laughs> oh okay the same guy yeah. <laughs> yeah same guy yeah meaning it was me <laughs> <laughs> you were the cool. guy uh-huh. i was the guy yeah so i get maybe it was just normal to me and awkward to Yeah, one sounds, day we had a. Sounds legit. We had a. a Who likes leg prisons? Nobody. We had an ultimate frisbee field uh, in the middle of this hippie commune, and we would play frisbee out there all day long. Everybody that wasn't on the river, and one day this school bus pulled in, and they were like right in the middle of our game. We're like, "What the hell's going on?" And these five guys pile out of the school bus, and they unlatch the side of the school bus and fold it down into a stage. And it turned out to be string cheese incident. They found out about this place called Kogan Ranch where everybody stayed. It used to be a thing. They closed Kogan Ranch uh, because they had to pull out abandoned cars and all this stuff. Like they, the the travel community found out about it and just wrecked it. It was sad. But string cheese incident came and played a 16-hour show. We were like tearing dead trees out of the forest with Jeeps and made like a 30-foot-tall bonfire and just rocked for like 16 hours. It was awesome. Sounds like everyone's really sober. Oh, yeah. Sounds like. <laughs> How Steve much room, was Steve? not there. <laughs> Steve was there. Oh, he was definitely there. In Steve might have been effect. there like multiple positions around. Like, Steve this, might have been experienced. This Steve, this Steve should have been there. That's an alter ego. I'm Steve in another universe. Yeah. It's a thing. It is? You haven't seen it. Okay. It's a thing. So was it really this Steve that showed up on the bike? I mean, it could have been. He did have long hair. I do remember. I like going bottomless. And he's trying to go dreadlocks, so maybe it was him in a former life. Yeah, this isn't on video, thank God, because he's not even wearing pants right now. (laughs) Leg prisons. Leg prisons. I was trying not to look. You know, we used to have a covering over the table, so I didn't have to see. But you're right. Now that I look, yeah. yeah oh, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I, 
I exited the Colorado market, had a successful exit, but I mean, honestly, it was more of just an expensive education. Like successful is in all your clothes on successful? Or what? <laughs> Define successful here. Yeah, we're talking about the weed industry again. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. catch up, catch up. <laughs> he's, he's starting, to, he, now he's on like row two of the short bus. Okay. So yeah, in Colorado, was back. it carts or was it flour? Or? Yeah, we did everything from selling flour. We didn't sell a lot of flour. We extracted most of it, but our top shelf went to dispensaries as well as Bubble hash, live rosin, uh, and then we did carts out of the CO2 factory. Yeah. So the carts were good. Um, we made great carts. At that time when we were making carts, there are no distillate carts left. I mean, it was all minimum full spectrum. Live resin carts was the main thing. So you really had to make your name on, on a full spectrum extraction process. You know, gently extracted, high quality flour, which I learned in that process. CO2 is kind of... CO2 is a great extraction process, and I do love it. And I think it's a very um, uh, it's a very benign solvent, right? I mean, we breathe CO2, right? We expel it. You know, it's it's very harmless. However, if you input something that has a high water content into a CO2 process, it can make problems in the extraction process. So I have since learned, and this um, what problems. Well, it's done under high pressure, and it's done, I mean, we're talking about like, you know, thousands of PSI pressure. I mean, the vessels for a CO2 machine are like, you know, two to four inch thick stainless wall tubes um, because they're done under such high pressure. So in other words, you blew somebody up? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) No, but I mean, if you introduce water into that process, it makes the extraction very hard, and it can make it come out, you know dark or gross i mean it just messes it up so if you use that for a live live resin process um it it's a little more difficult i think personally i think butane done right is the best way to extract weed uh i think it is we kind of talked about this a little bit on the last episode we were talking about yeah Yeah. different types of extraction everyone has different opinions and it definitely depends on how you're doing it. It, it does. And you got to, I mean, obviously butane is harmful, right? To, to, the solvents mm-hmm. is harmful for humans. So it has to be done under very high tolerances. You got to be, it's got to be done with, you know, very much like a careful extraction process. And it's got to be gentle, right? It can harm the flower too if you over blast or whatever. But then you got to pull those solvents out. You got to make sure you get them out of there to make a clean product. You know, the testing labs are, are doing their best, but, you know, we want to take care of our patients, right? We want to make sure that they're getting a clean product, all, all the good stuff and none of the bad. So how does something not become clean then? Because they're not getting all the BHO out. They're not getting all the solvents out of it. So that's why CRC will help clean it up as well. So that's why they have the CRC on their machines before yeah. it goes to the, the tube. Sometimes also, like, um, they won't extract all the fats out of the oils. And so whenever you're breathing that in, right. it's harmful to your lungs. And, like, I heard from one of my bud tenders right now that people in Texas are getting sick right now from cannabis. And I'm sure it's because things that aren't tested, that are illegal, or that are not passing tests are going out of state yeah because they can't sell them in state and so people that are buying black market products out of state are getting 
bad or illegal products. Yeah, I mean, people use here. a miracle grow, you know? I mean, I mean, glyphosate and stuff, literally spraying it on their flower because it will, you know, visually it will look amazing, right? But there's so many harmful chemicals left in that that you don't want to be smoking. It's terrible. And, yeah, and right now, like, cannabis is such a hot commodity that people are just buying it and they're trusting it because there are so many dispensaries, so many grows, and I'm sure there are people... So what does it do to us? What in Texas? What's happening? Yeah, yeah. You said they're people sick. are going to the ER, and apparently they're they're nauseous. They're um, so if you smoke off, weed that doesn't pass the mold test, you're saying they're smoking moldy weed. Yeah, it's also right. like I'm sure it's causing like pesticides, um, whatever it might be. Yeah, I mean it can cause a whole host of problems. I mean it'll give you like CPOD or C pneumonia. Yeah. And especially if you have COVID or something going on already, you already have mucus in your lungs. And now you're smoking mold. Yeah, it's not good. So that's why it's good to buy tested weed. Yeah, yeah. and you from know, your trusted dispensary. I'm I'm big on vaping, and I I I think well, why? I, yeah, I'm going to tell you why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate. Thank that. you for asking. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, uh, I understand why you're good at moderating these things. Yeah, um, for me. You know, I, I do. I love one of my preferred methods is a pre roll. I love smoking pre rolls, and they're great. Vaping is just by the nature of how potent an extract is. Is you you can really meter your high, and you have to ingest so little of it to get the same high as you do smoking flour. That the sheer volume of what you have to smoke is so much lower that. I feel like it's less harmful. A good extract is less harmful to your lungs than smoking a whole joint would be, even though that, that's really not even bad for your lungs. It's just you can get high so much easier off an extracted product. Like in the UK now, they're prescribing vapes for smoking cessation because science has shown they're 95% safer than actually smoking cigarettes. So that's, and I know in the, in the news here, vaping got a real bad rap and it yeah, is because yeah. of all the things blowing up, right? And yeah. Kids yeah. like lighting their legs on fire and stuff. Right. Well that, and you know, you've got, you know, like in our products, we don't use any of the PG, the propylene glycol, the veg, uh, vegetable glycerin, too. VG, yeah, yeah. vitamin E acetate, you know, and we do have some pushback from people that think, uh, B12, they're like, well, you can't vape vitamins you know it's because the vitamin e acetate scare it was a big deal oh no that actually gave a lot of energy that daytime yeah it, it was it, a very good it does you could, you could you could feel it you really can yeah. yes and there's a company that has vitamin vapes like that literally you can get a b12 mm -hmm. vape and it goes straight to bloodstream it's over 90 percent bioavailable via vaping so i mean you get a real boost from it well and b12 like thc stays in your system for a really long time so i mean it's one of those things that you build it up and it stays with you so you right know, whenever and, and so the full spectrum will be out in all three correct yeah so the full or spectrum it's a, my apologies It'll be out here at Cush when? <laughs> <laughs> oh, way to put me on the spot. Um, actually, Tomorrow? All right. <laughs> actually, we have a big run that we did just finish. We're waiting on labs for it right now. So as week. soon as the labs get in, you have my solemn vow. You will have our full spectrum line <laughs> as well. By the time this episode goes live, people will be able to come in and get the Indeed. full spectrum. Yeah, they will. Sweet. They will. 
Yeah, yeah. and I will make sure I will make sure that you get some of these. Yeah, yeah. I'll be course. one of those that comes in and gets them. I, I'm a big, you know, as I've learned through the process, I'm, I'm I enjoy the full spectrum much more. I understand the the health, the medical side of it, of why I need it more than you know the alternative. Definitely, so, and you can taste weed like you taste the weed right. instead of tasting a right. a grape or a cantaloupe or whatever it might be, well, strawberry. Also, like I don't I don't know if you've tasted distillate gummies versus like rosin gummies lately but you can literally you can. feel the difference between the distillate going down your throat and the rosin going down your throat like you can you can feel the distillate kind of sting your throat which not to say that people shouldn't take distillate or eat distillate because i mean i do it it's like it's a thing but but, but you're right it, when you're going full spectrum and you go back and forth from the distillate you that little burn, if you're not a regular smoker, right, like you mm-hmm. probably don't get it. But if you're doing, you're right, if you go distilled to, to full spectrum, you can feel it back there. And the, the, it, important, it. the important thing for the patients about distillate in a cartridge form is that what we're doing then is you essentially strip everything out of the flour down to the THC, Right. So then we just get a raw THC. It could be, you know, close to a hundred, cl- as close to a hundred percent as we we can get THC, and then we go reintroduced manufactured terpenes on the back end. So mm-hmm. that's what a distillate cartridge is, and those reintroduced terpenes could be anything from food grade terpenes, which is where you get your, you know, bubblegum flavor, or grape flavor, mm-hmm. or your cherry flavored, you know, flavored cartridges, or they could be cannabis derived or botanical derived terpenes. And that's all we use in our distillate carts. We use high-quality cannabis-derived terpenes that are custom-formulated for us to lend to the effects that we're going for in each of our effects-based lines. And so in our full-spectrum line, what we're doing is we're taking flour, super high-quality flour that fits, those strains fit into the effects categories that we're looking for. So like the relief cartridge in the full-spectrum line is going to be like an Indica couch, right? It's going to be a real heavy indica, kind of sedating and pain relieving, you know, give you that anxiety. And it, it happens that a lot of the same pain relieving uh, terpenes are the same ones that are anxiety relieving. Mm-hmm. So Calming, relaxing. Yep. Soothing, you know, give you that sense of peace. Everything's good in the world kind of thing. So that's what we're doing. The Indica couch is what I like to call it. And then on the nighttime, similar profile, but I want a little more of an uplifting, you know, like I really like granddaddy purple for our nighttime. So we, we try and find that, uh, in really high quality forms. And there's a few other strains that we'll do in our nighttime. And in the daytime, it's just, you know, an uplifting bubbly sativa, right? So in our full spectrum line, we're actually going to be, it's going to be multiple strains, but they're all going to fit into these effects based categories, right? And they're all going to be combined with the, natural herbal extracts along with that to lend to those effects yeah i like it we're getting pretty nerdy on this we no, really are it's good it's good it's good i mean i think the more education the better yeah for sure what sativa do you like to go for uh i i like the hazes okay yes i mean super lemon haze is is a great one i really like that strain um you know, I'm not a huge fan of the gassy stuff. It's just personally not my my 
thing, but a lot of people like it. So uh, we'll do some gassy strains in there, the the diesels, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, Gorilla Glue, stuff like Gr- Gorilla Glue in general, the glue, all that, GG4, all those, they're great to extract because they produce a really high yield. And we actually work, uh, or in Colorado anyway, I haven't really started to work with anybody here directly but in Colorado, we would actually work with cultivars to have them grow for oil. Mm-hmm. So you can actually develop, you know, a growing process, right, and use the nutrients all directed to a higher yield out of an extraction process. Yeah. Yeah. There's some yeah. people doing that here. There's just so much flour right now, and it's at such a cheap price that you can get it from other people but yes there are people growing for hash for oil for certain things right and you can actually see it in the flower when it's grown right it's soup that's where you get the super crystally you know that really frosty nug you know that's what you start to see when you grow for oil a little more larfy Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah all right so you guys purchase the flour and we then do process it yourself, or then you have someone else process. How Correct. Do you guys yeah, well, we buy in flour from you know I I work with several farms actually. Um, one that I really like is Elite Growing. Uh, it's a good buddy of mine. You know, Chris and Paul Lopez brothers. They they do a great job. Um, yeah, and we'll buy it in and process it, and yeah, that's how we make our products. <laughs> that's cool. And where you guys? Where here in the state are you doing your processing? We're in Tulsa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're right here. Well, that's cool. Hmm? Midtown. Oh, yeah. Midtown. Midtown. I had the microphone. Nice. So, completely local. Completely local. Yeah, I'm a local boy, man. I, this is a returning to home. Yeah. I mean, I've come back a few times. It's like, I'll come back from overseas, and I, I'm i like, shit, do I go live in my uh, parents' like back bedroom? Like, what do I do? But this time, coming back to Tulsa is a real... Uh, it's a real homecoming. I'm happy to be back, and I've got a lot going on, so it feels really good. Nice, nice. Uh, do people get to see all your other parts of life? Is there a way they can go see all that? Um, I mean, I I do have a website, but it's I mean, I Instagram is the best way to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can follow me at uh, at Steve Z, S T E V E Z E E. Yeah. Follow Moods. We've got a hell of an Instagram account we do post a lot of stuff and like i'm going to lecture at colorado colorado university here uh in it's like three weeks now um yeah i'll be up there lecturing the mba school for cannabis it's gonna be a cannabis lecture uh they have actually in the grad school they have a cannabis focused entrepreneurship class so yeah that's pretty cool it is cool yeah Colorado University, shout out to them, yeah. Well, shout out to Union. They put in, whenever cannabis legalized in Oklahoma, they put in a greenhouse on their roof in preparation for teaching kids how to grow because they knew that cannabis was coming. They don't like beer, they just like weed. I mean, not like, they don't like advertise that that's what it's about, but that was their mindset when it went legal. It's like, we need to start preparing kids for these kinds of occupations. So, that. union oh, yeah. alum. Yeah. And it comes yeah. full circle. Nice. Yeah, we put, I used to work in construction before cannabis, and we put in a greenhouse on the roof. Wow. It's really cool. Maybe, you know, you're a, you're a union grad. Maybe you go back and assist I mean, them, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I do. That's one thing I actually really enjoy doing is going back and talking to, like, middle school and high school kids. I, you know, yeah. I needed a lot 
lot of direction back then. I needed. I was a troubled youth. I mean, 13 is. Well, I mean, you were coming out of the Bush area of just say no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of repression for sure. Yeah, I needed some direction, though. I needed to know that it was okay to be, you know, a little bit of a rebel. You mm-hmm. know, you don't have to be medicated and put on Adderall or something to, like, you know, get you to focus on things that you really don't give a shit about. You know, you can be smart or whatever, and you can just figure it out the way you want to figure it out. It's okay to follow your own drummer, you mm-hmm. know? I think it's an important message these kids need to hear, you know? It is interesting, following your own drummer. It is, man. I, it's like, I've never fit into the mold, you know? I was, I've always been such a rebel, you know? That's why I really love this industry, you know? I was a smart kid, but... Because you're actually even a rebel inside of I a am. rebel industry. Yes, indeed. I, I think we're doing some tip of the spear stuff here. I really genuinely do. I think that, you know, we've launched this in Oklahoma, and Oklahoma's turned out to be an incredible market. I mean, yeah. really blowing away a lot of, you know, even the analyst firms are shocked by the Oklahoma market. I think it's really cool. It is really cool. And it's really consumer driven, which is crazy for us, like vendors and people trying to understand what the mar- where the market's going. But I feel like products like this that are full spectrum and hitting like actual needs of patients are the ones that are really succeeding and it's cool i really like it thanks all right so can we can i sample it of course yeah but this isn't the full spectrum this is the regular distillate well which we have a battery yeah oh we need a battery that's true all right let's go find a battery and we'll be right back (laughs) all right it's the kush life for us Hey guys, let me tell you about our new happy hour. We are dropping a concentrate happy hour every evening, 7 to 10. Oh my gosh. Concentrates are going to be 20% off. All carts, all concentrates, all syringes come in 20% off, 7 to 10. All right, so we're enjoying your moods relief. Yeah. All right, we definitely talked about the flavor. You can taste the flavor inside of it. So what are we tasting? So turmeric. <coughs> Excuse me. If I had to guess. Yeah, you can definitely, especially on the nighttime, actually, you can really tell the passion flower and chamomile. It has kind of a tea like you, that. You can. You're yeah, right. You that can sleepy taste that. time tea kind of thing mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. I was going to try to taste the turmeric, and I don't feel like I. Can you taste the turmeric? You're I have Marshall. to imagine it. <laughs> turmeric has a pretty light flavor in yeah, general. Yeah, it does. Yeah. You feel like that? Yeah. I feel like. I thought I, I tasted it. A lot, it. So this, I feel like I you know, can the, taste it. the main flavor driver in this is the terpenes, and the family of terpenes that lend to those pain relieving anxiety relieving effects or they happen to be in like the pine eucalyptus those kind of uh, families of of terpenes so you know that's kind of going to be the flavor driver here yeah i definitely feel like that's the true. eucalyptus yeah mm-hmm. definitely once you say that and you Eucalyptal. think about it you could taste that eucalyptus in there yeah kind of piney a little mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah definitely it it's it's a good it's not overpowering, but it, it's there and it's good. I like it. I like the flavor. 
good. I, I personally prefer those flavors too. I like the, like I said, I'm not a big gassy, you know, flavor fan, but the, the pine, I think it's like a fresh spring day, you know, it mm-hmm. reminds me of being in the mountains. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's where we've opened up the big bags and we've questioned what do we smell and that type of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you can get pretty nerdy on it. It's like wine, mm-hmm. right? You know, wine, I mean, gosh, you can, you know, if you guys have ever seen the documentary Psalm, they they show guys that are going and about to test for their sommelier, um, like Grandmaster sommelier, whatever test. Right. And I mean, they're like, they'll taste the wine. They're like, where do you watch it? Uh, Netflix. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. They get the whole the whole bean. They unwrap it. Mm-hmm. Everything. They get into it. And they uh, they this one tasting note that they taste in wine is a fresh can of tennis balls. What? I think it's a crazy thing to. It is a. It yeah. does have a unique. Yeah. Now that That's what I was gonna right? say. I'm like, I know yeah. that smell. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Everybody knows the smell, you know, but you wouldn't think about it associated with wine. No. I feel like you can get that kind of thing going with weed, though, right? Did you ever play mm-hmm. racquetball, though? Yes. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I remember racquetball much more than tennis. And you open up that fresh racquetball yeah. smell. And that, that smell. Rubber. Yeah. Smells like rubber. Yeah, that rubber, rubber smell yeah. to it. Yeah. <laughs> you can't even play racquetball anymore around here locally, can you? Is there any clubs that I, you play anymore? I think you can play at the Y. Yeah, at the yeah. Y. Oh. Mm-hmm. I do other things at the Y. But... <laughs> it's old white men like yeah. yourself. We're at the y- <laughs> YM. Oh! At the YMCA, not the YWCA, Marshall. You're going to go to the wrong one. <laughs> That's oh well, that's why I enjoyed Short it so bus. much. That's why Short I enjoyed bus. it so much. I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're definitely we're definitely really heavy on the effects with our company. I mean, for me, it's like as a patient, you walk in and you're looking for one of three things. You're looking for something to perk you up, something to calm you down, or you're looking for pain relief or anxiety relief. I can say I've been holding some tension in my shoulders all day, and it's gone. Excellent. Chris, so, you're going to get that I foot mean, massage tonight. Yeah. yeah, it's very relieving. Yeah. You feel it? It's relief. Yeah. I like it. You nice. feel relief? Is it right on the box? You were excited to try it. It's right on the box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's almost like we're marketing it. <laughs> you don't feel anything in your head? Um, I probably feel a little in my head, but I mean, but seriously, like I eye. definitely had some behind your eyes, shoulders and it's yeah. gone. Yeah, it's behind your eyes. For me, that's the surprising part. I feel it in my head, too. I I wasn't expecting that at all. Yeah, I feel Mm. it behind my eyes. Yeah. Yeah, I took one hit. But I wondered if you felt it in your back leg nerve. So. Back leg nerve. My back back leg nerve. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Still there? Yeah, it's relaxing. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm going through spinal stenosis. Spit it out. And uh, I'm in the part where I'm starting to regrow muscle. Oh, wow. And um, so a lot of times when it relaxes, uh, then actually there's a lot of pain that starts happening because Uh I'm back to those baby muscles that are starting to grow. Yep. So once you said that, then I could follow back through. And it's like, yeah, I, I am like I am. The other parts are relaxed. Excellent. Because now I feel that pain that's right here. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna grow some muscles tonight. Hey, let's do it. That's right. Yeah. Boy, if I could come up with a with a weed cart that'll make you grow muscle, man. Uh, yeah. It's called Vitamin S. <laughs> vitamin S. Yes. All right, I'll, I'll look for that. Can you get me some of that extract? 
comes in 10 milligram vials. <laughs> Vitamin S. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think we're both curious. What's vitamin S? Well, you know, you haven't know, caught up. Use your, use your, uh, short bus. Short bus. Short bus. Short bus, man. Use your imagination. Short bus. Uh-huh. <laughs> but so we're both feeling it. We're all feeling it. We're even giddy and chatty. So yeah, that's a uh, relief indeed. It is. That was from the mushrooms. Oh yeah. Yeah, I definitely did eat a little bit of mushrooms before I came. <laughs> and I'm actually really surprised that uh, they were that good because I just took a little cap. I microdose every day. I mean, it's yeah. it's great. But, um, I, yeah, I ate a little extra cap today just to come in for the podcast, and it's uh, treating me nice. Good. You're turning a little flushed. It is? Yeah, nice. your face a little flushed. Yeah, yeah. It'd be good for the pictures after, probably. Mm-hmm. You look like you've been tanning. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I did just get back from the Pacific Northwest up there. We uh, we would ride mountain bikes all morning long and then go surfing all afternoon. It was awesome. Tough life. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn. Like, if I went through my checklist of things I wanted to do in life, you're like, yeah, I did that a long time ago. Like, I did that last week, bro. <laughs> last week. Like, you're still doing it right now. <laughs> like, you want to be doing it. I'm the guy that stayed in Oklahoma. You're the guy that left Oklahoma. Ah, there we go. There we go. Yeah, man, I moved to Thailand. I've been in martial arts my whole life. It's something that's, I'm pretty passionate about. And I always dreamed of going and training with real Muay Thai fighters. Yeah. So I went to Thailand, fought Muay Thai for a year. Um, yeah, I went over there. I, I had a few, like, actual real pro fights. Um, I mean, I wasn't very good, but I could say I did it. <laughs> and, yeah, just trained for a year with some real Muay Thai fighters. Did you ever walk through the uh, Hindu temples? Yeah, man. And, you know, like, I went to Cambodia, Angkor Wat. Um, which is a pretty famous one. Uh, a f- amazing thing that I found out about Angkor Wat. First of all, I mean, going there should be like a very spiritual experience, but you get legions of double-decker tour buses coming down from China, and they just pile off it in droves, walking around taking pictures, and it just, it's packed. I mean, wall-to-wall with tourists, right? They're looking for the Kush. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Hindu Kush. Oh, that's where you're going. I got you. Fun fact, that's where Kush is from. The Hindu mountains. Yeah, it makes sense. Yes. Yeah. We should do an episode there. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. I don't think that's why all the tourists are going. But one one thing I learned about Angkor Wat think. though is that it's owned entirely by a one Vietnamese businessman. Owns the entire like it should be a UNESCO World Heritage Site, and it's owned entirely by one Vietnamese businessman. When Cambodia mm. was trying to start the government again, they sold it. So he just makes hundreds of millions of dollars a year off this like amazing thousands of years old site. The real place to be though is Burma. Myanmar, I don't know if the borders are still open, but I was there in the window where they opened the borders and you could actually go over into Burma. I went to a temple complex over there that literally is five square miles of temples and I was the only person there. So, wow. So yeah. did you know that there's so many Burmese in Jinx that they actually had to hire their own Burmese translator that works at the Jinx Public Schools. Really? Huh. Why? Is Why are there no Burmese restaurants? What about DMV? I need more information, Marshall. Well, I mean, so I live over in the Jinx area, mm-hmm. and 
I noticed multiple Burmese coming in. How did you uh, notice this? Because they became my neighbors. Okay. <laughs> and when I went you to spy. go... To, when you I have a very social neighborhood? We do. Okay, nice. Yeah, I like cool. it. Yeah. That's my speed. Yeah, yeah me too. It's a very, it's a very uh, uh, cultural diverse. You guys Very, have very cultural diverse. Uh, there's block there's parties? some... We have in the past, yeah. International block, block parties. parties. They yeah. become international, nice. yeah. So for 4th like of July, we always do cookouts. So the interesting part is, I mean, we have Burmese on multiple sides. And then, I mean, then we have African-American. We have a Hispanic that married a, uh Islamic uh, gentleman that's from... Uh, What's over? Short bus. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Afghanistan? No, 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 no. He's not from over there. Ah, shit. Isn't just... that the one that bought up all the houses over there? You no, can so say whatever. Burmese, We're not going to know. And, but... and they'll never hear this either. <clears throat> yeah. They but, um... but they're good friends. And so I'm just saying, like, so we've got white people. We've got African. I mean, the whole Yeah, sounds very diverse. It's yeah, very diverse. Love it. Uh, and then the It's cool Burmese, that you guys are all hanging out, too. The Burmese yeah. have come in and started buying up all the homes multiple neighbors that i knew do that, they know each other like yes okay there's one guy that buys them all no 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 there's a guy that's the pastor yeah. he's also the accountant mm. and he's also the realtor he's wow yeah that dude's industrious yes and wow. he i respect to, that guy so when <laughs> he i went to oh, train yeah. some people yeah. i feel like hustler. he needs to share the wealth when i went to think about selling my house what did i do i went and knocked on his door Right, like, and yeah. I got an offer very quickly, but well, it, yeah, you did. He's got people lined up. But then, starting to date my girlfriend and working she likes through it all there. that, she does like it. But when we were trying to go into Jinx Public Schools, that was the thing. It was how many Burmese have moved into Jinx Public Schools. Huh. I they had no idea. Had to hire. I hope they open open restaurants. Burmese food is really good. Oh, it's trust delicious. me, I, I love what? being their neighbors. Yeah, yeah I they bet. bring me food. It's oh, great. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. Poison yeah, the way. Are there children the same age as yours, or no? Uh, yeah, younger. Younger. Yeah. They're gonna want your house, and you're gonna get poisoned. No, no, I had an offer. Knock you off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I had an offer. Everything I wanted and plus like, the Burmese people. Why didn't I they buy it then? Because he wants to I, say. I backed out. Yeah, yeah, uh, I backed out. The Burmese people, I just found like aesthetically, they're just some of the most beautiful people because they had like the they're they're kind of a mixed race people of you know s- Southeast Asian, and then they were had colonial rule for a while, so they had that little interjection of like um, you know the Anglo-Saxon white you know into the culture and they just it ended up with a mix of beauty like they're just some of the most aesthetically beautiful people you say more brown or yellow or i mean I, it's just like it's their own like thing i don't know it's hard to describe and the the women just have like brown a, but yeah brown like a, a, yeah olive. i feel like it's so weird like spanish that. i think is olive no, More like Spanish that. Well, the makeup industry yeah. has yeah. a whole dialogue for colors, and people don't use those same colors for race. Absolutely, I think it's weird. And and even the, having this conversation like right have, now, we're like there's a tension in the air because like, what can I say? What can I say? Like, but it's, literally, there no, I don't is. Feel it. <laughs> I don't feel it. 
but there is verbiage out racist, there that so people just don't know and use and i feel yeah. like that's so weird do you not feel like that's weird yeah yeah semantics uh, semantics well, but like put, chris was saying like if there's no there's no like mean will in the conversation then right. yeah i don't feel it like it's just conversation yeah it is but um I'm not some big racist over yeah, here. Yeah, I, like, I mean, I always just talk about multiple cultural <laughs> yeah, diversity. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. it's just a conversation about people's ethnicity. I, I kind of like the sociology of of where I live. And yeah, that's I think cool. it's rad. I actually want to come over. I enjoy different cultures and. I'm just trying to learn enjoy over here. Different people. Like, it seems I, like, I like it. Um, Jinx and Glenpool both have really like are booming and the neighborhoods are growing and they do seem very um cu- culturally different than like broken arrow or owasso has been how they've been growing yeah. but i mean owasso is very hispanic right now and it's oh, is I, it? yeah there's a lot of it, yeah it's it's culture culturally different than it was 10 <laughs> 20 years ago i mean everything is Okay, yeah, I, and I don't go up to Owasso, so I don't know. I was, I, I don't know what it's like up there. I mean, the thing that I hope is when these communities boom, like of the Burmese people that you're talking about, that they open an actual Burmese restaurant. Oh, that yeah. they don't open a Chinese restaurant or Thai restaurant because it's more mm-hmm. pretendica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, exactly. Accept it already. Accepted. Right. They don't. Yeah, it's like they don't want to champion their own. You know, restaurant of their food that nobody knows about. You and, know? and I think there's probably a lot of Burmese that are cooking in Chinese restaurants. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Totally. I mean, I think most of the Vietnamese restaurants are, you know, making pho, but they're not even Vietnamese like here or mm-hmm. Chinese or whatever. Like the, you know, the culinary or the the cuisine that they're making they're not that ethnicity well all our food is made by hispanic people these days you know it's like back of the house is typically hispanic people Mm -hmm. making steaks or white people food you know and they do a damn good job they do i mean yeah yeah, they're amazing at it well golden gate you guys ever eat golden gate chinese food which one is that it's the one by our house it's our favorite oh but they do 27th and harvard no, I have not been to the other They one. source really good locally grown, like free range meat, really good vegetables. They do a good job. That's good. Yeah. We love gold. You could meat. order one meal for your whole family. And their chicken and rice soup has pretty much cured Tulsa of the flu. Like, <laughs> like when people, if you, if it's flu season, you just go in there and people are like coming. It's a revolving door. Of Their chicken and rice soup is. Soup, like. It's very health, healthy. Yeah, and it's the best. Makes you feel good if you're sick, cold, whatever. Uh, you know what? So my my flu, my cold soup is uh, 61st and is that Sheridan? Yeah, the Chinese hot pot place. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they have this uh, uh, jade fish. And it's got the soup. Yes, it's a soup, and it's got this these big fatty white pieces of fish 
with some different vegetables. Wow, you like hardcore food. I like it. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> you are throwing me off. I'm I like, mean, well. Yeah, no, that like does not gross. sound like <laughs> something you would eat when you're sick. Hold on. But I'm pretty sure that's Mandarin Taste. Is that the name that's of it? it. Mandarin, Mandarin Taste. taste. Yeah. Big, white, fat fish. Yes, no, no. But, but then mixed is the Chinese, uh, the little small, uh, what are those called? Those little balls? Fish uh, eggs? Fish no, balls. No, 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 no. It's the spicy. Uh, Wasabi? Shit, I had that a second ago. Short bus. Uh, I know. I know. Masago? <laughs> uh, no, no. It's these little spicy, it's their spicy balls. But I talked to her. I talked to the owner. She's from actually. Don't talk about my balls. I know, right? It's not wasabi? Hot, no, but they, no, it's, it's inside a hot pot. A Chinese hot pot is what they make, right? And it's a, it's a specific part of China that she comes from. And Spicy if, oval. Vegetable or what is no, it? No, no, it's a, it's a little. Anyway, it's it's a it's a small little, small little like uh, I ball. Don't know. Yeah, it's a small little. I don't know how to describe <laughs> it. I don't know. You're, you're trying hard. I'm I trying really it. hard. Yeah. I have no idea how to describe it. It's what a, is that? What's he that? Said uh, fish eggs. So I'm assuming like caviar, but the big kind, what? like no, row. It's what I'm picturing. Yeah, row. Yeah, they're hard, spicy balls. But they're not spicy. That's what what is I'm that thinking. game? What's that game where he's trying to tell us what it is? Have you guys had charades? You're not. Charades. Yes, you're not on my team, Marshall. <laughs> uh, bad. Have you guys had Korean food? Yeah, absolutely. Like real, is there are there good Korean restaurants in Tulsa? Mm-hmm. I I freaking love Korean. I like Lao food. L A O. Lao, yeah, Laotian, yeah. Yep. Uh, Oklahoma City's right to go for that. Oh, okay. Yeah, Chris is raving about this Lao restaurant in Oklahoma City. It's like all he can talk about. Hmm. <laughs> but here I like going to Kai downtown. Kai. Yeah. Kai yeah. is really good. Okay. But what a saffron. It's a good little place. I mean, you just can't get any better for me than like the, the Lee family, the Riley, Ben Lee, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. those. That's they're just amazing. Uh, yeah. That Boon Chai. Riley. Yeah. Uh, he's been there, the same guy for ninety first that's the dad. Twenty plus years. Yeah, the mom and dad. They see the one on thirty first. Yeah, the one on 31st and Sheridan, Yale. Yeah. 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 Um, then there's one out in Broken Arrow by where my parents live, kind of. It's um, 71st and 145th. And, yeah, it that, their food is amazing. And the Boon Chai Al, um, uh, it's, it's like a salad. It's hard to describe, but it's, yeah. you know. So, can I tell a cool story about Vietnam? And I, Vietnam's my favorite country. I mean, bar none. It is because so of rare. Because they had war? Well, so I think of a lot of Americans are scared to go to Vietnam, or not scared, but they think there's like a stigma for the Vietnamese, like seeing you know a Westerner come into their country, especially Americans, with the war. Right. It couldn't be any more the opposite. Most uh, Vietnamese have family that have migrated to the states because we offered amnesty after the war, and so many people speak English because of the war, and I mean they won the war. Like, it's like, you know, it's a fact, and from their side, that's the common belief, right? So they're like, we don't care. Come on in. You know, we'd like to be friends, you know? They don't have any animosity towards Americans, and the country is so beautiful. I bought a motorcycle in Saigon and rode it about 2,500 miles north up to, um, like, Sapa and south of China and over to Halong Bay, and it was the most beautiful country that I've ever been to. And the people are so incredibly nice. 
I mean, everybody you meet just, we went going through this little hill tribe town where they don't even speak Vietnamese. It's like the local little language. And they, you know, you went to the restaurant, which was some front room of some lady's house on main street. And you ate whatever she cooked that day. And they came in with the food. We were all eating. And it's a group of like eight of and all the guys I was traveling with, guys and girls, were German. And I think there were some Scandinavians. but Or Dutch. Some Dutch guys. And they, uh, so we all looked like, you know, white, you know, outsiders. And we were eating and we turned around and there were like 15 kids standing behind us watching us eat and they would come up and pinch the back of your arm because they'd never seen a white person yeah like they'd never seen a white person in the flesh it's incredible we went out and flew their dragon kites with them and for me that was uh i I used to go to malaysia and uh went to a small little town called uh uh, the state of parak and we first would fly into penang Uh and then uh, that's the name of the town the state of parak uh, no, the state was Parak. Uh, I, oh, I didn't gotcha, want. Gotcha. I, I couldn't remember the actual town, so I skipped that part, so I didn't mess up. All right, so that's a diff- <laughs> that's a weird name for a town. Yeah. That's all. It's it in the of state of Parak. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, we would. We I think we talked about this when you were on last time. Like, Maybe. And we would go oh, around. Yeah, I think we did. We, I, we went around and taught uh, uh, kids how to play softball, and that's rad. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the kids, everybody would come up to us. We were the first white people that they'd ever seen. Yeah. This would have been 2001. Okay. Uh, and, it happened uh, to me in Burma, too, quite a bit. I mean, but, you know, like, a lot of these parts of the country that have been closed off don't even have access to Internet and stuff for a long time. So, I mean, they haven't seen anything. But these yeah, isn't that a still thing in North Korea? Didn't, the, the, isn't there, like... Yeah, I actually, I actually have, have some North Korean soju at my house, which is kind of cool. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Soju. Familiar with that? No. I'm not familiar with it. You are? No, but I'm still How's trying to... How's that so I'm, cool? I'm still trying to look up what that little... What that little <laughs> ball is. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm like, I'm going to get that it's name up before we're done. Before we're done. I'm stalling as yeah. much as I can. He's trying to make up for the 20 seconds of dead air when we all were trying to think about what the hell are these spicy fish balls? Uh, yeah, I can't, so I can't what remember soju? the name Soju is, is the Korean version of like a rice liquor. Okay. Yeah, like um, um, what's sake. The Japanese? Sake. Yeah. Yeah, it's like their version of sake. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, they love it, but I'll tell you, the Koreans love their beer. Man, they, and they are hard working. They get up and be at work 6 a.m. and work for 10 hours, and they get off and drink hard till midnight and do that every day. I like their style. Yeah. What, what is the difference between distilling alcohol and distilling cannabis? One of them's cannabis, one of them's alcohol. <laughs> it's, it's, I understand that part. It's, but it's just the same exact like, process, just on a lot smaller scale. alcohol distillate as trash as cannabis distillate? Yes? I don't know much about alcohol distillate. And then what do. about, does it matter about the, I mean, obviously it matters about the product you're putting in and... Yeah, I just have but a lot it, of questions. It, on alcohol, <laughs> on alcohol, it really doesn't matter that much. It doesn't you're matter just as much. Go, you're you're converting it all to ethanol. 
So you corn, can use corn, sugar. potatoes, yeah. And I guess there's some flavor compounds, terpenes that are left over. Um, this, but the same thing in wheat. I mean, you're if you're extracting for a distilled product, distillate, then you're just getting but it down if to you're its starting with corn or potatoes. <laughs> what you, I mean, there's not much yeast that you're yeah, starting you're with. Just converting the sugars to ethanol alcohol. Yeah, with yeast. Gotcha. And it's just done on a Opposed lot smaller scale. Like when we're doing it in the lab, I mean, it's on like, you know, but liters instead of you know big vats you know Did they answer your question i mean i just have more questions now i know you do <laughs> it's written all over your face well, we'll you know have, I, we'll have to do it at another episode then because i still can't even find the, na- the, the name of these spicy balls well, i gotta so. call out while we're still on here i gotta take this opportunity to call out tulsa university because they uh they turned us down for my business partner was a MBA uh, undergrad everything from TU and chemical uh, biochemical engineer and they wouldn't recommend any of their students to be an intern for us because hmm. they don't want to deal with a Canvas. cannabis company yeah because it's a private university yeah but that's all the more reason why they should. why they could yeah. yeah they said they would lose funding potentially from who exactly who's I, gonna know. That they yeah. recommended someone to moods. I know. Like, we are looking for an intern right now. If anybody out there would like to be an intern for us, sales, yeah. for marketing, for uh, yeah, it'd be like lab. some inside sales stuff that we'll do. Yeah, nothing in the lab. Um, we're looking for kind of inside sales stuff, and uh, they're going to be doing you know working with customers. Uh, Setting up some programs with customers, incentive programs and promos and stuff like that. Cool. So if somebody wants to reach out and figure out how to get in touch. Hit us up on Instagram. Instagram is the best at, way. At Moods Canna. Um, moods with an S. It's plural. And then, yeah, just send us a send us a message. It'll get filtered back to me or somebody and we'll, uh, yeah, we'll talk. Cool. Cool. Appreciate it. Look hey. for somebody young that wants to get into the industry, you know, and wants to get some experience and is hungry and, you know, has a good personality, good attitude. Ready to make money. Definitely. Ready to make money and doesn't have an ego about it. Right. Katie, where do people find you guys here at Kush? You can find us on Instagram at Kush Dispo Tulsa and Kush Dispo Tulsa underscore. And then you can find us right here at 1711 East Skelly Drive, seven days a week from 10 to 10. Come see us. What's a good phone number they can reach you at, Katie? You can call us anytime at 918-742-CUSH. Come get your moods carts. That's right. Definitely. Well, hey, man, thank you so much as a patient. Appreciate everything you do for us uh, patients here in, in OMMA. We're proud to do it. Thank you. All right, man. Thank you. It's the Cush Life for us. Cush Life. Cush life.